This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You are tuned in to the Foul Weather Podcast, the forecast to your next successful hunt. Coming to you from the home office, Jack's Reef, New York. Hold on, folks. The weather is about to get sporty. Do hen mallards just die in January when they lose their mate? Maybe hen mallards are just easy, and they don't care how many boys they fly north with. (laughs) Oh, goodness. If that doesn't get me fired from the Foul Weather Podcast, nothing will. Are snow maps just clickbait? Nope. All that in your migration forecast on this week's episode of the Foul Weather Podcast. We thank our every week listeners. You know who you are. Those that never miss a single migration forecast episode each Monday morning. Y'all are as ate up as me about ducks, duck biology, and duck migration. You know where the ducks are at before the ducks know where they are at. Right? Think about that. You know where the ducks are at before the ducks know where they are at. Our dedicated weekly listeners can pick the best days to hunt because the Foul Weather Podcast forecasts fresh ducks hot from the north. Shoot the ducks from the north before they know where they're at. I'm your host, Dr. Mike, coming to you from the home office in Jack's Reef. This December was the warmest year since 1889 for the lower 48 states. And in Jack's Reef, we had a fly hatch last Friday. Bluebirds and Carolina wrens came back to the farm for the day. Woo-hoo-hoo! Has it been warm? But not so much as of late, right? Taking a step back here today for a PSA. Please, please, please be safe out there in this cold front, our friends. Uh, No duck is worth your life. This cold is real, and if you haven't ever experienced it, cold wind, snow, and floodwaters don't play nice. If you do go, gear up and be prepared. But be okay with saying, F it, I'm not going, it's just too shitty out. Um, I've seen my fair share of crazy weather, and it's probably why I don't go in a lot of those conditions anymore, right? It's just okay to say, hey, I'm not going, live for another day of duck hunting. As a reminder, we produce the only duck migration forecast available. All other migration reports are just that, reports. They tell you where ducks were yesterday, or very often last week. We use mathematical models to forecast duck migration each week from October to January for the Central, Mississippi, and Atlantic flyways. We drop episodes each Monday morning for the next week so you know what days are best to hunt fresh ducks. We continue to pick up uh, a lot of new listeners that are following us and using our duck migration forecast to pick the best days to hunt. Thank you for tuning into the Foul Weather Podcast. If you'd take a minute to follow us for free so you can get alerts each time we drop a new episode, we'd appreciate it very, very much. You also can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Please also feel free to send your questions, rants, and hate mail to Mike at foulweather.co, and we will address those questions in the coming weeks and maybe uh, even in the off-season. Thank you. 
We really appreciate that our listeners also enjoyed our depiction of snow in the first week of January compared to the past years that we put up on social media. To be clear, right, this is not clickbait to get attention or followers or anything like that, right? Our aim is to entertain and inform. And we think we inform folks that the snow cover and weather in general has been dismal for for duck migration throughout December. Look, if we hear misinformation out there, uh, we are going to debunk it and and we're going to address it on this podcast if we hear it on other social media platforms, other podcasts. Again, our intent is to entertain, but largely uh, inform, right? Come at this from hard science, uh, data-driven information that waterfall scientists use and waterfall managers and harvest managers use to derive seasons and conserve waterfall on this continent. So we're not going to back off that. Um, It's not intended to be antagonistic. It's just meant to, as we said, our our aim is to entertain and inform, and it's part of informing folks. So we think those snow maps, and we'll go into a little depth here about, you know, a little more information on that snow cover and WSI and and how it does influence actual harvest of mallards at at southern latitudes here in in the next little bit. So the numbers are in, and yes, December was the warmest year on record record since 1889. So out of 129 years, right, ranks that we list next uh, that are closer to 129 are that much warmer, right? Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Iowa were all ranked 129, the warmest on record for December. Colorado was ranked 123 of 129, Kansas 128, Missouri and Illinois 127, New York and Pennsylvania 128, Arkansas and Tennessee were 115 and 116 respectively. Okay, you get the idea. Warm, 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 right? For the three-month period of October to December, even with that cold front that hit the prairies in October, the lower 48 states ranked the 127th warmest year in the last 129 years. So as stated in the last episode, episode 22, Where are the Ducks Part 2? There are certainly less ducks this year than in the recent past, substantially less, right? Maybe even some would say around 50% less. We're at 6.1 million mallards. So we haven't denied that there's less birds on the Fall Weather Podcasts. Others keep misquoting us, noting that all we're talking about is the weather and not the population. Um, We have and continue to certainly acknowledge that the population has declined, and we are in a severe drought, right, in the the mid-continent and in some of these southern areas. That's starting to get a little bit better, but basically we had a perfect storm of garbage leading to fewer ducks in many places this season. Also remember that those snow cover images uh, we shared and a lot of other people passed along as well uh, were a depiction of a single date of the 3rd of January just to give perspective at that time of how little snow cover there was for this year uh, compared to past years. But the accumulation of weather severity across the season is what really helps predict duck migration. Not one single, you know, day or snow event for sure. So we ran the numbers several years ago for the North American Duck Symposium, where I was part of a morning session on changes in weather patterns and duck migration. For our most southern friends of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, where the weather severity effects are likely most evident, we found that the mallard population 
the breeding population of mallards was not related to how many mallards they shoot on an annual basis, but that the weather severity index, or our WSI, was. That is, when duck populations were lower or greater, that did not affect how many mallards those states, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, were shooting. Instead, we detected a relationship between weather severity and mallard harvest in these southern states. So when the weather's more severe, you shoot more mallards, right? Now, interestingly, we did not find a relationship between mallard population, the breeding population, nor WSI and harvest of mallards in Arkansas. It really looks like Arkansas folks just just kill mallards, right? Okay, so this year's maybe a little different. Um it just really looks like mallards just go to the big woods of Arkansas. But some caveats, right? We don't have the past four years in that analysis, and we haven't dissected to what extent drought on the wintering grounds plays a role yet, right? So more to come on that. Uh, we'll crunch those numbers in the off season and give y'all an update. So for now, uh, have a peek at our Facebook page and Instagram for some of those figures showing relationships between WSI and mallard harvest, as well as the lack of relationship between mallard breeding population and harvest in, in some of those southern states. We did get a comment from a listener about too many plugs for social media posts, uh, but because we don't have visuals on here, right, this is just uh, sound bites on a podcast, it's just a really good way to show what we're talking about right now. So we apologize if that seems like too much. Um, the intent isn't to just plug social media. It's a way to inform our listeners uh, so that they can go to these places and maybe see some of these relationships a little bit better than just hearing about them. So when someone notes that the weather is overstated as a driver of mallard numbers showing up at southern latitudes and being shot, uh, the, the numbers don't always support that argument, right? Again, the File Weather Podcast team uses facts derived from real data. Uh, we don't use feelings and perceptions to report about the status of ducks and, and duck migration. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, moving on to talking about pairing in ducks and what shooting ducks in January does to the population. First, ducks pair at you know, a lot of different times of the year based on species. Large ducks that can have kind of better energy margins or can more easily get fat than spend time in courtship activities typically pair first because they've got the time to screw around with that activity of courting. So we see mallards and black ducks at the far end of the spectrum pairing, starting to pair in October, and that's kind of completed by December, whereas green-winged teal don't even start pairing until late February and April. Kind of our other dabbling ducks or our other puddle ducks fall in between, mostly based on body size. So for green-winged teal, though, as they start to migrate north, it's kind of a mad scramble to pair, maintain body mass, and get to the breeding grounds in good condition with a mate. For diving ducks, they don't pair until the weather breaks in spring and they basically start to move north. It's probably likely a consequence of being underwater in big flocks all winter. Kind of just hard to keep track 
of a mate and sustain a pair bond. Uh, they also nest later in season, so we're unsure if the later nesting enables late pairing or if later nesting is partially a consequence of, of later pairing. Right. No matter, uh, you're, you're not likely breaking up pair bonds in teal or, or diving ducks in January. Let's also remember that ducks are not faithful mates and there's a lot of cheating. So don't take dating advice from a hen mallard. She basically uses her mate to guarantee she gets fertilized, her eggs get fertilized, and to help defend her foraging and resting territory. But she cheats a lot, right? Why wouldn't she? She paired with a male during the non-breeding season on the wintering grounds, but on the breeding area, there may be a better male. So she constantly tests out her male against other males and often mates with other individuals that are not her mate on the breeding grounds, right? From her perspective, why be stuck with an okay guy when she can get eggs in her nest from the best guy in the neighborhood? So hen mallards actually elicit attention from multiple males. Males on their own also chase an attempt to breed, but hens certainly look to find better males and often have multiple dads in a clutch of eggs. Remember this too, that the major work with breaking up pair bonds in mallards was done in captivity and that it may not reflect actual conditions in the wild. Sometimes it's the only way really to get data on what happens when a hen loses a mate though. Okay, there's really not a lot of work on mate loss in ducks at all, but Let's dissect this paper. I think it's the one that gets the most press. It's, the title is Mate Loss in Winter Affects Reproduction in Mallards. Let's dissect those results in detail. And remember, this all came about during those Trent Lot years when politicians were trying to get involved in science-based decision-making. So the idea of late January seasons right, was, was controversial. On the heels of the move of the season later, so it went to the end of January, uh, that the, the end of January was included in duck season, people then after that came asking for seasons to go into February. <sighs> what that means on another episode, but here we'll dissect mate loss, this mate loss study a bit in more detail um, than just the title. This work was done by, by Mississippi State University at a captive mallard facility run by Delta Waterfall in Manitoba. So it has its limitations to real wild duck scenarios. Look, I've done my own captive duck research, and it is sometimes the only way you can get at questions. So it has utility, but it may also have you know some known limitations. The study also only included yearling females, which are known to be less experienced and subdominant very often in populations. The study was done in winter and breeding season 1996 and 1997, and they removed males from pairs, right, uh, paired hens uh, and drakes. They removed the males from pairs by moving them to different pens in late January and then assessing differences in incubation frequency, that is how often does a hen stay on a nest, nest initiation date, egg mass of the first and second nests, clutch size of the first and second nests, egg fertility of the first and second nests, viability, or sorry, viable eggs per clutch of the first and second nest, and days between nests. Okay, of all of those, the significant results first. They detected that in 1997 only that females laid 1.91 fewer eggs in their first nests and 3.75 fewer viable eggs in second nests. However, nesting and incubation frequencies, 
Nest initiation day, days between first and second nests and egg mass did not differ at all. And in 1996, there was no difference in egg metrics from nests. The authors write, results indicate that winter mate loss could reduce reproductive performance by yearling female mallards in some years. And go to caution about extending duck seasons into winter without concurrent evaluations of harvest and other demographics of mallard and other duck populations. The interpretation here is that there could be an effect on mallard reproduction if the simulated captive study is representative of wild populations, but even those captive study effects only occurred in one of two years of the study. So yeah, caution, but again, I, I don't think this implies that the sky is falling. Um, I think the problem might come from the title, which is not incorrect, but only tells kind of part of the story, and it's probably what people focus on maybe without reading the entire article, right? It says the title is Mate Loss in Winter Affects Reproduction in Mallards. Um, science, you know, in science, we kind of shoot for short and clear titles, but it could be more informative as something like mate loss in winter sometimes affects some reproductive metrics in mallards from a captive study, right? These results could be applicable to wild mallards. All right, no hate for the authors, as I think this is really a fine study. It leads us, you know, towards erring on the side of caution. But I also think we might temper how we talk about shooting mallards into January a bit. Again, you know, the sky is not falling, and it's not likely the demise of the duck population, right? The prairies are going dry, and wetlands are being plowed under. Uh, give a listen to our last episode, episode 22, if you haven't and are not familiar with kind of the what, what are the strong drivers of fluctuations in in duck populations. But hey, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not shaming you at all. If, I mean, if you want to focus on shooting greenheads, um, if, I, if I have the opportunity to straight up shoot greenheads, I will. But I don't think I'd be super, super worried about shooting ducks into, into January. Heck, like this year, as I said before, if we didn't have these last two weeks with this cold finally coming, um, I think a lot of folks wouldn't have even had much of a you know, much of a duck season, especially those that are relying on kind of rainwaters and floodwaters that seem to sometimes come late or public hunting areas that just don't really pick up heavy until kind of later into January. So I think these last two weeks in January nowadays, especially with things being warmer, which which they have been, uh, we've run the numbers on that. I mean, compared to 20 years ago, weather severity indices are much less from, uh, you know, November, December, January. So these last two weeks kind of seem seem pretty vital to have some successful hunting. All right, on to this week's duck migration forecast. Two words, <laughs> be safe. Uh, it's going to be real sporty out there, folks. It's going to be real uh, if you go gear up correctly and, and don't take chances. The coldest air will be centered right down the Mississippi River with WSI values great enough to even push mallards out of the latitude of Memphis, Tennessee and other parts of the MAV to at least areas kind of south of Tunica, Mississippi. WSI values the entire week are great enough at the latitude of Memphis, Tennessee for mallard numbers to be declining and moving to areas farther south. Wow. Woo. Remember, WSI values great enough to cause migration does not mean there are no mallards left at a location, just that the numbers should be decreasing at that location and presumably increasing at places to the south. This week, the WSI predicts that will be happening in abundance at that Memphis latitude. Farther west, the cold hits earlier in the week with the kind of Oklahoma-Texas border hitting WSI values great enough to cause mallard migration 
on Monday through Wednesday. Severe wetland icing is expected throughout the mid-latitudes of the Central and Mississippi Flyway, but by late week, late week, our folks far to the west in areas just east of the Rockies, they will start to see thawing temperatures by Wednesday in places like southeast Colorado and southern Oklahoma, but slightly north like central Kansas is going to sustain high WSI values all week and likely uh, have wetland icing and movement of birds out of that latitude. As the week progresses, the Mississippi Flyway stays really cold, um, and I expect some really substantial icing up. Whereas that cold slowly creeps east, and areas around, say, the Chesapeake Bay and the Atlantic Flyway finally hit values great enough to move mallards. Listen to this, folks, in the Carolinas. Move mallards into the Carolinas for the coming weekend. It really looks like the weekend or into next week in the Atlantic Flyway may be your best bet there. Our prediction as well, our forecast as well, for other dabbling ducks, those that aren't as hardy as mallards and black ducks, um, that everything in kind of coastal brackish and salt marsh should pick up these ducks, right? Pintails, widgeon, gaddy, shovelers, green wings during the, during the coming week. Um, mostly like kind of the Texas coast through Alabama coast um, throughout the week should be picking up these earlier kind of wimpier ducks. It's going to be a bit later for the southeast coast. Uh, but then again, it's going to be another push into these southeast U.S. marshes for the weekend and then maybe also slightly after. So some uh, real good movement, we hope, right? A caveat here, though, right? Duck shooting should heat up this week, but when conditions get this cold this fast, ducks will sometimes try to sit it out on rivers and big water, especially mallards. Sometimes it just makes more sense to sit still and conserve energy when conditions are bad. Uh, then move around. So there may be some of that going on as well. Again, use your best judgment about conditions and, and be safe, my friends. The shooting action may actually be better on the warm-up, the thaw, after the ducks move, than hunker down or just hunker down and start to redistribute, redistribute on that thaw. Also think about shooting us emails at drmike at foulweather.co about your experiences this week if, if you do get out. Uh, we're really interested in how this all plays out and turns out because these conditions are, are kind of much more different than we typically have seen. Um, so feedback's helpful, right? But again, be safe out there. Spread the word about the Foul Weather Podcast. We produce the only duck migration forecast available. Ducks will move. They will migrate. Follow us to find out when and where. Remember to share, follow, and rate us for free. We are Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram. We appreciate if you take the time to rate the Fall Weather Podcast, and we thank you very, very much for your support. Also, look us up on the web at fallweather.co, where you can find episode links, recipes, and additional information about how to support the Fall Weather Podcast. We are the forecast to your next successful hunt. Thanks for listening, and as always, may your skies be filled and shoot straight, my friends. We'll be right back. 